to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I am Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Telesbo. I am your amateur. And I'm your professional. And we really appreciate you coming back for another week of disc golf uh, nonsense. So That's a good way to put this, yeah. <laughs> all things disc golf and all things nonsense. So uh, before we hit record, Chris and I were talking, and I realized this, we were getting so into it, we needed to just record. But I think we're going to do it for another episode. So if people have got... Uh, I don't know. I don't know how we get, we'll just figure a way to do this, but um, see if we can figure out guest plastic and mold blindfolded. blindfolded on some discs. I am fairly confident that I could do at least the brands that I'm familiar with, like even cross brand that I could get plastics. Um, I, I really believe that I could do like a million percent on that one. We'll see. And I'm, and I'm, it would be great if I'm humbled, but uh, as far as molds go, I think I would have a hard time telling anything other than this is a distance driver <laughs> and this is a putter. <laughs> this has a pretty big rim. Yeah. I mean, you hand me a Zephyr, I'm, I'm probably going to guess the Zephyr. I've but, never held a Zephyr. Uh, you've I've, held things that feel just like a Zephyr. It feels like a beach catch disc. Okay. okay. It's very deep rim. Co- and, condors do not. No, they don't. Zephyr feels like a Frisbee. Okay, cool. So in my but, opinion. We'll do it. Yes. I'll bring in a bunch of brand new random mix of stuff. Oh, yeah. You've got a ton of discs that you yeah. don't even... And I have yeah. a ton of off-brand stuff, too, so we can really test you. Yeah. Now, like, I don't throw Prodigy. Just no, okay. nothing wrong with Prodigy. I just don't happen to throw any Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't... I don't even know what their plastics are named. Same with, like, MVP or different companies like that, but... So, Innova, Trilogy, and... Who else do I really know plastics on? Trilogy and Innova, for sure. Um... Discraft, I don't even know that I know the names of the plastics on Discraft, but I might. I barely do. Yeah. End of a trilogy. Okay. We so get, we am I really that there. limited? Am I really that narrow? Sounds like you might be. Huh. I'm trying to think what's in my bag and if there's a oh, Vibram, but I don't know the names of the Vibram, pla- like different rubber. Yeah. Hard, soft, and medium. Yeah. It's just, ha- and then what, then there's like a medium hard and mm-hmm. yeah, there's all the, everything you, everything you could get your, 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 uh. <laughs> Tofu, grill that whatever consistency. Extra firm. <laughs> That's true. I think they do have. I think they do have an extra firm vibe. Yeah, rubber. I think they do. So yeah, it's the same as tofu. Yeah, um, but you You're know, throwing tofu. We right? won't do vibe. I had no idea because they're. Not. Is there is there an extra firm tofu? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. that's funny. Oh yeah. I've eaten tofu. I don't have anything against tofu, but I've eaten tofu when I've been at like a Indian restaurant or mm-hmm. a Chinese restaurant. It's in the soup or whatever yeah. that I'm eating. Yeah. I don't think I've ever bought tofu at a store it's super cheap at a restaurant oh, i'm sure it's super useful is it soy yeah yeah just a yeah. soy brick yeah pretty much so it's like bean curd is i think another name for tofu oh, okay okay it's just soybeans so it's like the um substitute soybeans for crickets and it's what they're eating in snow chaser yeah it's, it's yeah, I guess. Yeah. Just a, a protein bar. Yeah. Just protein shaped in a block. There you go. All right. Protein block. I think that's where tofu comes from. Tofu? No, there's no resemblance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it was a little bit of an exciting week end for yeah. Chris. What happened? There was a little disc golf tournament you may have heard of that took place here in Utah. And it was the fourth yeah fourth year of the utah open uh it's really only that that young of a tournament mm-hmm. 2015 huh. was the first year it was unsanctioned 
and then 16 i think was unsanctioned and then last year and this year were both pro tour so shout out to jade sewell for turning a local unsanctioned event into a successful pro tour stop in three years oh and it's that's incredible i mean all the top players are at this event it's a big deal yeah yeah everyone who wasn't in europe was pretty much here yeah so awesome work jading company so uh on mpo who it was uh ricky right yeah uh yeah oh is there a story there i don't i don't really follow the tournament so so why don't you just tell me what's going on so long story short um my summary of this course would be if you play safe you will always get about a 40 foot look to these baskets okay that's the safe play so if you're confident in that play super safe take your long putts you can score if you're not a great long distance putter like myself you have to be more aggressive off the tee or up shots okay but being on a golf course there is a ton of trouble on the greens so there's water next to them they're on a hill there's a bunker next to them there's always ways to get in trouble so scoring on this course is impressive okay so third round ricky shoots a nice casual 14 under course record was 12 which um eagle and Macbeth tied the third round they both shot 12 ricky beat him by two to went to go over 1100 rated on the third round so he ended up winning by i think four but 14 down on that course is seriously impressive yeah then he missed a circle two putt and a circle one putt he missed the shortest hole in the course like he shredded that course so he he played some great disc golf yeah so did eagle and so did paul yeah but he just played but out ricky of his head. yep yeah ricky walked walked away with it so eagle was two and paul's three or were they tied for uh second? eagle took soul second okay because paul missed the island on the last hole okay and so paul took third yep yep the three best golfers went one two three again that's imagine that i know weird right like who would think the best three would be one two and three so many weeks I did see uh, that friend of the show, Colleen Thompson, yeah, uh, finished sixth in uh, FPO, mm-hmm. which if you listen to last week's episode, please go back and do it. Again, I apologize for the poor audio quality of, of that, but um, she had been out of it for a while and is this year coming back, and that what a what a nice way to come yeah, back. Right. She, so she finished sixth overall Cat, in FPO, cash, right? Cash yeah. to the pro tour. Yeah, which is pretty great. And who won FPO? Uh, Katrina Allen. Oh, okay. She's local as well, right? She's from, no. I think she claims Arizona. Okay. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But to me, she's from Arizona. Is, no, this is funny. Is she the one that I have her shrikes? No, that's Karina Knowles. Okay. She's local. Karina Knowles. Okay. I Katrina got Allen confused. plays for Prodigy. And okay. she's from somewhere else. Okay. She that's tours. So I, don't I, know, I don't know where she's home from. So I, I need to meet Karina Knowles because I'm... Yeah. I think Karina Knowles, the local, is taking a few months off of disc golf. She's not playing this next week. Oh, okay. She's like seven months pregnant. Good for you. So she played Utah Congratulations. Open, and she's like, I should probably stop after this one. So she did play that tournament. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. But seven months is a lot of pregnant. Yeah. She, she's getting tired. So I think she'll be done until post-baby. Well, um, good for her. But yeah, Katrina won. Um, Jessica Weiss and Paige Bjorkis tied for second. And I don't know how they deemed who actually took second, but... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So how did your weekend go? Uh, it went okay. I threw a lot of good shots. I went out of bounds a lot. Do they tighten up the OB for the nope. tournament or no? Not really. 
pretty much just bunkers and water and and more bunkers and more water yeah and i find a lot of it um but that's that's nothing against the course that's me not being smart enough to play <laughs> within my bounds now let me let me ask you this this is a little bit of a tangent if this leads us somewhere else that's okay but um so in golf mm-hmm. you hit a you hit a trap you hit bunker um you're not stroked you don't have no penal, penalty mm-hmm. for that your penalty is just that you have bad footing and a bad stroke you know uh-huh. you've got, can't ground the club and yeah and yeah. so but you can recover from that mm-hmm. and, and effectively be as well off if you know if you're good enough mm-hmm. you can you can still be as well off as you would have had you you know landed in the fairway yeah why are they ob for us to and, add and do you think that should be the case because I, I don't personally this is, this but is this great, is the, maybe this is the pro versus the am this is a great discussion um i don't like out of bounds near baskets that's a personal opinion that's nothing against any courses or any strategic design or anything if i'm 20, is that because you can throw far and, and not necessarily okay. i just feel like if i put it inside 10 meters from the basket i should be able to put it fair enough so if i'm five ten meters away and i'm out of bounds you know i'm sitting here thinking i threw a bad shot even though i'm 15 30 feet from the basket yeah and this is a different sport disc golf and golf are different sports with different rules i mean it's mm-hmm. basically the same structure but i don't play enough golf to know but i don't think there's a lot of courses out there where the hole is very close to ob not really. I, I was I mean, the green can be. I was but. ball golfing this afternoon, and the hardest thing I saw on those greens is the hole close to the edge of the green. So if you yeah. try to attack the hole, you then can you miss could go off the, the green. Fringe, but, yeah, but it's definitely not the same as a pond five feet from the hole. Yeah. So I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, a lot of ball golf courses will play sidewalks out of bounds or cart paths out of bounds, which I think is even worse. Yeah, because they kind of just snake through the whole course and the difference between being on it and not being on it is not normally a skill shot. It's if you got that extra two inches of skip or not. Yeah. So I, I personally am not a big fan of the river OB um, and bunkers kind of pull from that a little bit. So yes, you can play away from river home. OB. Sorry. Is that the cart, cart path? Yeah. If it's just on the pavement is out. Okay. We call that rivers. Okay. It's kind of like a river through versus islands where you say, you know, car path and left. Is all out of bounds. Okay. So but, that's a, but an island the, is a designated area that's, you know, to try to yeah. make a... But well, it could also be, like, if I'm teeing off from a car path, okay, and the car path just goes straight in front of me for forever, and the basket's on the right side of this path, you could say path and beyond is left, is out of bounds. Okay. So it is an island green. It's just the whole right side. There's no limits yeah. on the right side. You just can't miss left. Okay. So you can still call it like that way. Um, and bunkers kind of play as an extension of that to me. Um when you guard the greens with bunkers and you penalize the aggressive shots, I'm not that good at this game. I'm going to go for it and I'm going to go out of bounds. So it showcases that Ricky can go shoot that 14. Like that's just, that's incredible. I mean, that's if anybody were to come play this course in a tournament and think about shooting 14 down, you would understand how solid that is. (laughs) Like it's, it's nuts. So, um, sorry, distracted. But bunkers being out of bounds to me kind of feels like car paths. Like you can throw a good shot and roll into a bunker. Like I almost aced a hole, hit a tree right behind it, and then shot 30 feet backwards, rolled into a bunker. So I get penalized. Like I threw the best shot I'm able to throw. Yeah. Still went out of bounds. And that happens. Like 
bad luck happens and I can't say that I didn't deserve it or whatever. But again, to be in the circle and out of bounds is hard for me to stomach. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm there with you. Like, I, I don't know. And I guess, yeah, protecting the bunker in golf or protecting the hole in golf makes sense because mm-hmm. it does change your stroke significantly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you're, if you're 15 feet away, but you're in sand, it's a very different play than if you're 15 feet away on the green. Yeah. Um, for us, we're, st- you know, we're throwing from our chest level. Like it doesn't matter really what we're mm-hmm. standing on. Um, and so, I, I mean, you could take that and say like, well, if you're wearing waders, why can't you just throw from the river? Yeah. Um, and I, 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 you know, I don't want to do the whole, like how, how bad could this get? Like it's slippery slow. Uh, not that, but, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It, it just, to me, it seems arbitrary, I guess. Yeah. And it, it kind cause of, it, is. cause they're not designed. These courses aren't designed to be disc golf courses. There's a disc golf course put onto a golf course. Yeah. Yeah, the bunkers are not put in intended for us. No, we're lucky enough to be able to use that space. Yeah, and, and yeah, I I like playing on a golf course. I think mm-hmm. it's really fun. It, but that said, if you play on a golf course with no bunkers, no greens, no water, it's not going to be fun. It's going to be monotonous. It's not going to be super difficult. It's just going to turn into big open shots. Yeah, how far easy can you greens, throw? and it's a putting contest again. Yeah. So in that sense, the bunkers kind of do the same thing for us as they do ball golfers in that the better the player, the less it will affect them. So if you're, you know, if you're 25 feet away in a bunker, you're going to make the putt just like a good golfer will get up and down from a bunker more often. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, the better disc golfers can avoid those bunkers more successfully than just like a better ball golfer. Can. Yeah. Huh. So it kind of has the same effect. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm not. You would have designed the, you would design the course differently if you were putting bunkers on a disc golf course. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would like bunkers to do for us. Like the standstill footing rule is cool for like a fairway bunker. Like you can't take a run up that costs you know, forty feet maybe. Okay, so that's a penalty for being in a bunker. Sometimes, not not at this. So event. so you don't get stroked. You just have to stand still. To yeah, I've heard I've heard people do that. It wasn't a Utopian. I like that. But, but if, that's a, but I mean, if that, if you're 25 feet out, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. So I think they almost always play out of bounds. Well, maybe you got to throw it from your knee or something. That'd be fine. I'd be yeah. down other than sand in your shoes. And yeah. But I mean, that's, yeah. you, you got to get in the sand anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know. So I don't Cause know. Cause I, I feel like, yeah, that would kind of make it more cause to get stroked for just landing six inches away, but still in a good position. Mm hmm. Um, you, you know, you're nowhere near the edge of the, the course Mm real or the fairway really. There's just, you know, these obstacles in there that are put out of bounds. Um, yeah, it seems like luck has more to do with it than not, but I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm not good enough at this game where I can, can put a disc down and know like, okay, I put enough to use a, a, pool term enough english on it uh-huh. that i know which way it's going to roll and where it's going to go um and maybe there are maybe like ricky is that good and he can you know get it to sneak up right where he wants it to mm-hmm. be um but i'm certainly not but i also i can just choose to not worry about bunkers if i'm out yeah. having a casual round mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it seems like a harsher uh, seems like there should be another 
thing. Like, so the standing still thing mm-hmm. in the fairway, I like that, you know, like you, you, you have to stand still. You can't mm-hmm. take any more steps. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I do, I do kind of feel like they are an inconsistent way to give penalty strokes. If you design a hole with out of bounds all down one side, you can intentionally play away from that and be safe. Yeah. But if there's a bunker in the middle of the green, I'm not, not calling out you to open here, but if you were to no, put I'll, like everything I've heard about this tournament is that it was great. If you were to put the basket in the middle of a bunker, right? The better shots are now out of bounds. Is that a good way to add strokes? I mean, I don't think so. Cause you want to be throwing close. Oh, so you have, have you seen that where a basket's no, in a no, bunker? No. Oh, okay. Example. Hypothetical. Okay. But at some point I feel like you can't put OB too close to a basket because then you're punishing good shots. Yeah. And I don't like that. And this is me. Like we all have preferences and styles. I don't like that. Yeah. And I guess part of it is just the limitation of working with what we can. Yeah. You know, absolutely. like the, the was it the U.S. Open a couple of weeks ago when the the greens or the the wind came through and dried out the course and it just it played was very impossible. differently? Yeah, yeah. Like that's something that if you've got the money and the space and the time, you can control those kind of mm-hmm. situations by you know how much you're going to water the grass, how short you're going to cut it. You know, things like that can actually change yeah. the way the course is going to play, and that has an impact on us for sure. Like, is the grass long or short? Is it dry? Is it not? You know, it can can change how much we skip and mm-hmm. have a very similar effect on our game. Um, but we don't, I mean, that's not an option for the, for, I, I, if there is a tournament that will let us control that, that'd be fantastic. But I don't imagine that there are any that are going to mm-hmm. let us dictate to them. Like, you know, this is how you're going to water it. This is how <laughs> you're going to do that. And so we just have to deal with what we have to make the most of what we have. Um, which is again, the fact that this tournament exists is awesome. The fact that mm-hmm. the sport is as big as it is right now is awesome. Um, and, and honestly, the property he had to get that course in, I think he did a great job. Yeah. Well, I, I've, I haven't played this course, but I've only heard really good things yeah. about the layout of the course. It's, I mean, it's fun. It yeah. doesn't play very well to my strengths, and I knew that. But Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's got a pro tour tournament that comes through, which is yeah. pretty rad. Yeah, and I got to see a lot of friends. That's good. So, um, All right. So that was my tangent. So... All right, tell us about how you played. So you you felt like you. I I played okay. Okay. The first day, tee shots mediocre, putting really good. Uh, accidentally threw almost six hundred feet. Yeah. How? Do, how? I don't know. <laughs> it's a five hundred and thirty foot hole, and I threw like a low flat shot, just straight, and I went sixty feet long out of bounds. Like the I watched. I forgot who, but somebody threw before me. He came up a little bit short. I threw, it looked perfect. It skipped over towards the basket. I was like, great. It's awesome. Spotter takes off running. And I was like, really, really get the big old red. I was like, really? <laughs> but yeah, I was outside circle two long of the basket on a 530 foot hole. And I threw just a straight shot. Wow. So that was cool. What, what disc was that? Ballista pro. Of course. Wow. But yeah, I threw 590 ish accidentally. That's so that was cool. That's when that's where like, well, I'm, I'm frustrated that I got an extra stroke, but that was pretty rad. Yeah, and the, even better, I made the comeback putt. So I took a circle three from 60 feet. Nice. Best putt, longest drive, same score as everybody else. But it felt cool. Uh, Those are my two highlights. Yes, no, that's rad. Like, that's really cool. Uh, there was an ace that made the ESPN's oh top 10. 
Sia Selmore. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's that super short hole. Okay. The basket is probably seven feet from a bunker up on top of a hill in it. Yeah. And he threw like this flat thumber. So instead of throwing it like vertically, he had already flattened it to make sure it flips fast enough. Mm-hmm. Came down just straight line with the basket, like eight feet short, bounced completely vertically and just straight in. Yeah. Just parked. Like that was nuts. Straight in. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought it was going to go in without the bounce. Well, it's, it's like he put a, a coin in a piggy bank. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, if, if that hadn't gone in, I would be incredibly surprised if it stayed close. Like, oh yeah, that basket, was going way out. Basket on a hill, next to a bunker that probably should have bounced and rolled anywhere. Well, it's yes. Well, and and it came, it hit vertical and then skipped, and it would have just rolled for yeah. So he probably would have had like a circle's edge putt. Yeah, as long as it rolled well, it forward had some, or right, it had some speed on it. Mm-hmm. Like it was not coming to a rest mm-hmm. anytime soon until it hit the pole yeah. or whatever enough chains or whatever. Yeah, but that was one of I know of four aces. There were four aces in that tournament? Yeah. Nice. Joey got hole 11. Uh, Jeremy Colling got hole 3. Anthony Barella got hole 18, which is that cute little 200-foot iconic. Oh, Ricky got that one last year, right? Yeah, Ricky's walk-off face. AB got that this year. Yeah, nice. So at least four aces. Um, yeah. Sias has made top three of SportsCenter top 10. It was number three. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, I did not ace. Yeah. But it was fun. I mean, I played fine. Like I said, I don't have the precision to play how I need to play to score there because I'm not a great circle two putter. Um, I'm good enough at throwing to lay up to circle two successfully, but I get impatient doing that. And so I get aggressive and then I go out of bounds and then scores go up. So, I mean, I kind of shot myself in the foot, but I had a good time doing it. Yeah. So, well, you know what? You had a good time, and it's probably kind of nice to have the tour come to you instead of having to travel. Oh, right. That's mostly why I played it. I was like, all my friends are coming to me. I have to be there. Yeah. You don't have to drive to Kansas. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> never. Oh, you flew. That's right. You didn't yeah. Drive. I will always fly. <laughs> that's, a, that's a drive, I'm sure. It's like 16 hours or something. Um, I think I, I, we, when we were invited to that tournament or that, that urban golf thing, uh-huh. I remember looking it up, and it was yeah, it was it was a long drive. <laughs> More than I'd like to do. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it is like sixteen hours from here to Emporia, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. No, thank you. Yeah, and it's. Have you driven through that part of the country ever before? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I usually go through Nebraska. Yeah, but it's all. It's all the same. I the only time I've ever taken a road trip through there, we drove from Illinois. Oh, no, sorry. We drove from Nebraska to Illinois. Okay. Um, so effectively like uh, Lincoln to like, Chicago. So like six hours? Um, I can't remember. It was like a family thing, and we, okay. we made a stop or two along the way. But um, this route that my wife and I were on, we ended up seeing these signs. We're like, the American Gothic House. Like, well, we're Whoa. never going to be here again, so right? let's go check that out. And um, we went and got a picture with our daughter, who was a baby at the time. In front of the American Gothic House. That's awesome. Because it just happened to be in this little town. And yeah. that, that to me, is one of the cool things about road trips is like, oh, the, I, I had no idea this was here. I would never, ever you know, imagine that I would see this again. And then I believe we saw that painting uh, not too long after that. So, That's like, cool. actually in the museum. So That's really um, neat. But, yeah. 
That couple was not married, by the way. They were just a couple posed for that picture, huh? For the painting. Things you learn. I know. You have to go to the American Gothic house to learn all this stuff, or just you know, simple Wikipedia search. Um, so I heard there was some controversy uh, post tournament, and by saying I heard there was some controversy, I saw some memes and people complaining online, and then I checked out. And uh, but you checked them a little bit more into that. I read up on it. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on? Um, so the the meme that came out, I don't know who made it, said something about awesome disc golf course talking you to open here it was the one with like the kid with the bread hair and the braces and the just like that horrible junior high picture. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i think yeah. it was like installed one of the best Insta- golf courses in the world use the new prodigy baskets mm-hmm. that's so, right, prodigy right it was sponsored by prodigy so okay. it makes sense to use the prodigy targets yeah um okay ta-da figured it out but this this brought up a conversation that i took part in with a lot of people and we kept coming up to the same things, so I would like to address it. Um, people complain about most baskets. Okay, I think the Prodigy, I think we played on T2s. I've never heard anybody say, I've never heard a universal like of a basket. And I, and I don't really dig that deep on this. Yeah. But every basket somebody hates for one reason or another. Yeah, I, that's probably true. Yeah, and um, I, by somebody, I mean everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably very true. Um, and then the newer they get, the better they're getting. But everybody is going to get spit outs and cut throughs on every basket. Yeah. Um, each basket definitely suits a putting style better. Sure. And this is kind of where those conversations came in of, should we design baskets? So like the T2s, for example, the ones we played on at Utah Open, the Prodigy. They have the outer chains are like normal, and then the inner chains they have rings that connect them horizontally, kind of like the Mach Ten, but different. Kind of, yeah, but not, instead of an X, just a link. Okay. They have actual chains going in circles around the pole. Oh, so that, that seems if you like throw it's super stiff, if you throw a disc in vertically, it won't get through those chains because of those horizontal links. So you can't get a vertical cut through. Oh, like okay. So it just will it not cut way. through. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to say, why would you want to stop a disc from going in that way? Because, I mean, you hit the front chains, it stands up, it goes through. Yeah. It's one of the most painful. Yeah, yeah, no, cut, I get that. So th- I, I, I was thinking that it was a, like a penalizing thing. But yeah, no. no. So I think I think the, the incentive with those um, ring chains, is what I'll call them, um, is to prevent the stand-up cut-throughs, which yeah. is great. Side effect is you put more metal in there, slower putts, nose-up putts are now getting pushed backwards. Yeah. So... You get different kinds of spits from different baskets. Um, I only had one in three rounds come out that I thought should have stayed in. And every other miss I had, I felt like I missed. So on an event, that's not unusual. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that needs to be the case. I'm personally not a fan of the argument of spit outs happen. It's part of the game. Like you watch basketball. How often does a swish bounce out? Yeah, no, if you make the shot, if it's a good shot, it should go in. It's going in. I mean, unless it gets deflected by someone else, it's going in. Uh-huh. So um, target type to putting style, like, yes, people shoot basketballs differently, but if you get it in the rim, it goes in. Yeah. So I think there needs to be. And I mean, there there are different. I mean, NBA standardized the rims there and, mm-hmm. and C2A standardized the rims there. And, and Europe has their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are different rims, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know that you're... But not within one league. No. Or one governing body. No. and uh, But also, it's... I don't know how different they are, if that makes sense. You know, I don't play enough basketball, especially on that, that level. Yeah, I don't know either. To know, like... I, but, I mean, they're all, I think, the same size, and it's how much steel you're using and things. And, I mean, if you're buying, like, a $15 rim at Walmart, it's not going to be as nice as... Mm-hmm. What what you're yeah, seeing, you know, of course. LeBron play on, but of course, um, also at the same token, like your whammo basket isn't going to be as good as a new Prodigy basket or mm-hmm. or, or name your company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm there with you. Like it's and everything else, it's it's standard across mm-hmm. at least a league. Yeah, but what makes a basket good? Okay, this is this is kind of where yeah. that post drifted towards. Mostly my fault. Thank you everybody for talking with me about it. Um, but what makes a basket good to you? To me? Yeah. Let me think about that. I don't, what does it need to do? It needs to catch a disc that's thrown at it properly. Okay. What, what's the most ideal or properly or what conditions do you think? Um, for me, I feel like a disc should catch anything that's, uh, I haven't even really thought about this, but if I'm thinking about it right now on the spot is the best thought. Um, Yeah. So if you've got a, you know, a, a cylindrical plane from the edge of the basket to the top of the mm-hmm. the chains, or the the hoop, whatever. Um, I like bands, by the way. I think they help with some stuff. I think they're more fair. Yeah, um, and I think they reduce like the kind of flippy rollovers and and you know the kind of hang up on the nubs and stuff. Um, and it to me it adds a more defined. Tar- like uh, delineation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I would say anything where your disc that a disc should consistently catch anything that's um, thrown from now. I'm not talking like aces, you know, like uh-huh. something thrown off the tee. Like that, that's just cool if it happens or not. That's the same with that's making a half court shot or a three quarter mm-hmm. court shot in the NBA. That's making a, um, you know, a 65 yard field goal. That's, you know, making a hole in one in golf. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's an anomalous thing. And if it, if you get it great, so you don't need to account for anything that's thrown at it period. But I think anything that's thrown at it from, say circle one with enough that that's going to, if you took that, that, you know, uh, vertical cylinder Mm -hmm. around, around that edge, move that in maybe an inch and a half. Okay. Anything that the entirety of the disc falls within that new reduced Mm -hmm. cylinder. Um, that's not, overly thrown you know that that's that's sufficient speed to get there from circle one should stay in a basket i would say that's okay what a basket should do um now like again golf you you try to sink a 25 foot putt mm-hmm. and it can skip and and go, and go out like, yeah if you put too much pace on it yeah and so that's you know something that you can't like that's Making a 25-foot putt is something you should be stoked on, period, you know? Yeah, they feel good. Yeah. Um, but 
so yeah, that's what I would say is anything that's thrown within circle one at an appropriate um, speed. And I know that's a, that, that's a loaded term. There's, there's so much. I know. But, um, but the reason why it's not appropriate is because some baskets, you have to mash it from 10 feet in to get it to go in. Mm-hmm. So I think anything that from circle one is going to hit um, from the edge of circle one that would be all right. I'm going to need your physics help here for the terms <laughs> uh, at the apex of its flight um, within 10% of the pole should, should go in the basket. Does that make sense? Like, so everything is going to okay. accelerate and then yeah. decelerate. So at, is, is the apex, is that the right term there? The top. The top, yeah, like as far as like speed, you mm-hmm. know, um, that it would max out its speed within 10% of the distance of that pole. Okay. Um, would be good. So meaning like if you throw it from the edge of circle one and it's going to go 60 feet beyond, you overthrew it. Like sure. for, for what yeah. I'm saying here. Yeah. Um, if you throw it from the edge of circle one, which is 30 feet out and it would land 31 feet after you threw it you may have not thrown it far enough okay so whatever that formula so is. more more of like a, a falling falling in rather than like a throwing hitting this pole and hoping it stops it and drops it um no not necessarily like it can hit it at full speed because again it's 10 percent before or after the pole um so it can hit it at, at you know what would be i guess not full speed because it's 10 if you're 30 feet out 10 percent is only three feet so that means you're throwing it somewhere between yeah, so 27 and 33. Yeah, so it can, so it can start to decline three feet after that pole. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So does that make sense? That makes more sense. You know. So you can still blast it. You can still blast it, but not like to the moon. Yeah, not full throw. Yeah. Okay. Because I think, I think that's part of the game is, especially fighting through wind and things, is committing to a pot and throwing it at the chains. I feel like mm-hmm. if your entire if the circumference of your disc hits chains... It should be counted. Your dish should go in. I agree. And that actually brings up another one of my curiosities that I... I guess that's a much simpler way of what I just spent 20 minutes trying to explain. Yeah. One of the one of the sidetracks I went down in this meme discussion was, why is the basket so big if it only catches bottom center? Why do we have, I mean, what is that? Two feet by four feet, like eight square feet to throw at? If only, you know, three discs stacked on top of each other in the bottom center is expected to catch every time. Why do we have a big target? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I'm not aiming for that when I'm throwing a disc. I'm usually aiming a little bit high and to the right, just the mm-hmm. way I putt, pick a link and you yeah. know, maybe like one or two chains away from the pole, mm-hmm. pick a link, probably four links down. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm aiming. Maybe I need an aim <laughs> where you're talking about. But, but yeah, if you're in that spot, it's going to be really hard to spit out because... Mm-hmm. Well, so spoiler alert, the T2s, the prodigies, catch very well low center. Okay. And guess who putts low center every time? Uh, Ricky. Yes. So it makes sense that he was super successful. Um, I Like I said, I only had one that I felt like got taken away from me, which on an event is totally normal. That happens on anything. So me saying what I'm about to say is not knocking on prodigy. Well, um, and prodigy used to sponsor Ricky, but they don't anymore. There's no shenanigans going on. Yeah. Um, but I have a Discraft Chainstar 
it's very similar to like an old Mach 5 or a current Mach 3, I think, from Discraft. Um, and then my local courses that I've learned how to play on have old Mach 5s. So I'm very used to a different style basket with no cross chains. I started getting pullouts a lot. So I actually changed my putting style to aim higher and right. Yeah, which is where I To am. get all the chains, to get that nice backflip, fall straight out. Yeah. That Just doesn't the work. the most chains that I can. That doesn't work at all on the Prodigies or like a Mach X. You have to aim center. So another point of discussion is should we have different targets at different courses to encourage different styles of putting? Like should everybody have to putt the same way to be successful? Because, I no, mean, I you, look yeah. at, you look at the top 100 players, almost nobody putts the same. Yeah. No, I we, I... we have Lob Heiser. We have Hard Annie. We have Hard Flat. Nose up, nose down. Well, I think you posted a video of... Uh, I don't even know who that was. That but throwing, Katrina. Okay. Throwing into a high basket, mm-hmm. and it spit out. when mm-hmm. it Was that a in, in, in round? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, that, was, that was a tournament putt. Five-footer tapped in. Yeah. She's like 5'6". The basket... The rim of the basket was probably like six feet. Yeah, so she can't so she had do anything to throw other nose than up, what she's doing. Throws nose up into the top of it, and it pushes right back. Yeah, and she and she had to two-putt it. Or she had to least, tap in again. Yeah. Um, was that a bad putt? No. I mean, she hit the middle No, from five feet. And that was a great putt. So I guess really kind of where I am with this, I think the only thing is the PDGA needs to just say this is a like – you know, and and maybe it's up for review every season or every three seasons or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this is the tournament basket, and everybody can make one. Mm-hmm. But you need to make it within these specifications. Like I think, again, with with other sports, like if you can, I'm guessing there's contracts like in the NBA with who can make their standards. But maybe there might be a few different companies that are making them just to the standard. Yeah, a golf cup. Uh, you know. The, the cup that's going in the ground is the same size and the mm-hmm. same depth and the same material, or at least within the same tolerances of yeah. every other golf cup in the world, or that's PG, PGA approved. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball bats are within a certain, well, I guess you could say that with her, but um, you know, the foul poles are within the same yep. certain tolerance. And, baselines the same. Yeah. Baselines are the same. Um, and the, I mean, the pro, yeah. the pro tour kind of tried to do this when it became a tour. Um, they started a list of approved baskets for pro tour events. And there were only like three or four of them to ensure that you don't have to play on like an old Mach 2. Yeah. Where there are 12 chains and nothing is going to stick. Yeah. I mean, to try and keep it, you know. Well, those were designed to catch Zephyrs. Yeah. Like that's what people were playing yeah. with. And they were designed to catch, like they were designed for holes that were 120 feet long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's been noticed that there needs to be some attention to targets but i i have so many not even issues just questions like why do we have a big target if it only catches in one place yeah and each basket catches a different style of putt better like i've heard i've heard touring players talk about like oh yeah i have to putt like this on these yeah that's not something that you should have to really factor in like i would i would hope not again if you're playing basketball you don't go to New York and say like the floors are different, you know? So yeah, but you're not going to say, Oh, this, you know, I got to aim three inches right because this net only catches from the right side. Yeah. Like if it's in the target, it should be in the target and it should be done. Well, and especially if it's a basket that I'm, I'm assuming that people have never played on those baskets before. Were they, were they new for the tournament? Uh, they're new ish. The fort has them in as well. Okay. Um, 
So I think I think those but were the first the, two. Were they the same turn baskets last year's tournament, or no, did they put new baskets for the tournament? Oh, okay. So whoever sponsors it brings their baskets. I guess so. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not on the yeah. event staff, but that's what it seems like. Yeah. And again, this is no comment on that the event was run poorly or anything was wrong. Like, from, no. It, from everything I hear, it was fantastic. As far as events being run, Utah Open is very near the top. That's that's all I hear. Is Jade, that it's Jade, just amazing. Jade does so much for this game. Yeah. And so much for so many people who play this game. He and his staff just. I mean, the stories I'm hearing of what some of the touring players were doing all week, just like otherworldly how much he does. Oh, just as far as making them happy? Yeah. Yeah. So the event was awesome. They did awesome work. I'm just glad this meme came out and gave me an excuse to talk about baskets. Like I said, I don't have any complaints about the prodigies. They do fine. They feel kind of like a mock X to me. Yeah, but you have to adjust. But you have to adjust to play to that target, and I don't like that. Yeah. I think if you get the disc in the goal, it's in the goal. Don't have to worry about it. So, But I guess that would have to be PDGA that would be the ones to say that. Because the companies that are making them are just going to try to make something that they think is going to be better sell. and going to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can't certainly can't fault them for that. Oh, no. Not I mean, at all. And and there's a place for that. Like, you know, there there's... T- to bring it back to other sports, like, there's a... Um, there's an NBA standard for basketball and what it's made out of, mm-hmm. how the size, uh, how many stripes are on it, and what what how many pounds of air can be put in it. Mm-hmm. But you can also go to the store and get one that looks like uh, you know a Rastafarian picnic. Sure. Like, <laughs> you know, you can you can get what you want, mm-hmm. but at the professional level within that league, this is what you're playing with to, to standardize it. And that seems like a reasonable thing at that level. And I think I, I, maybe maybe PDA is not big enough yet to do that, but it seems like um, that would help maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I just – And I guess you got to get the manufacturers on board with that too. Like this is the tournament basket. Mm-hmm. This is what we're making as the basket. And that would certainly have to be if something that's phased in because it's not cheap to just put in new no, baskets. No, no, no. You have to grandfather in – you know, places that still have tournaments that have got, cause I think, I don't even know if mock threes are still tournament approved, but I know some, I think so. Yeah. But if that's what they have and they've been having and, a tournament for and a there while, are, there are tournaments run on homemade baskets, uh, pro tour tournaments, not pro tour. No, but that's think, what I mean. sanctioned like, events. Yeah. Yeah. But I, well, and there's place for that too. Like mm-hmm. C tier, like sure. You use the, use the whammo. Like that's fine. Use the one that I got on Amazon. Like, that's great. You know, it, it's a C tier tournament. You're trying to get people in a, not great, yeah. but I mean, do what you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do what you can with what you have. Yeah. Like the C tier that we had here in January, there were definitely baskets that were like that. Mm-hmm. They, had, it was a variety of, it was a very much a hodgepodge of whatever people could bring yep. to add some holes to that course and make it, I think what, 27 holes or whatever we had. Yeah, 27. Um, and that again, to me, that's great, but, mm-hmm. It's not what the Utah Open's doing, which is, and that's not what they're trying. The Utah Open, like they're trying to make a very professional, well-run, mm-hmm. good event. That's, and to me, it seems like they're doing exactly that. Uh huh. And agree. part of that is this is the basket that's going to be on every hole, and we're going to play it. But if it's a new basket, that's, uh, yeah, that's a weird one. I don't know. And I really, I really think that the T twos um, hold their own in the level of baskets that we see. I think they're up there with veterans and 
uh, Mach X and all these other the black hole or whatever. Yeah, the MVP black hole. I feel like they're all comparable. Like they all have things they prefer. They all have things that they won't accept. But it would be nice if it was just no. This is just a basket. Yeah. That throw at it. Yeah. And so, kind of to tie back a little bit, um, I don't like bunker strokes, but at least I can see it and I can play away from it. I, mm-hmm. I can make the decision to be safer and avoid it. When baskets reject putts or cut through or spit out or pull out or ring out, all these things that are out of your control, that's not, in my opinion, a good image for the sport. Like, I mean, we're on every event is on YouTube now. Awesome job, Jomez and uh, Central Coast. Thank you guys. Um, but it looks so silly when people are tapping in from five feet and it spits out. People make 25 footers and they spit out. Yeah. Like the player is doing their job yeah. they're putting the disc in the target and they get punished a stroke i don't think that's a good image like i wouldn't take golf seriously if there's like a trampoline in the bottom of the hole and half the time it bounced out yeah if it, and it feels it's not random because it's not but it feels a little random and sometimes it is yeah but i mean it's it's not in the sense of like there's not like a random mechanism that's whether or not it's going to let you spit out it's well, it kind of is. I mean, if you think like Mach 2, Mach 3, just fewer chains, if you walk around it, you can sometimes see the pole with no chain in front of it. Mm. If you put, if you happen to be lined up there, you now can't aim at the pole because you're going to hit the pole and come out. So there's, I mean, there are these elements of yeah, inconsistency yeah. that I don't like. And so when you see these random, I'm going to say spit outs, you're like, hey, you played that really well, but here's a stroke. And then everyone's just like, oh, it's part of the game. It happens. Stop complaining. Yeah. It's part of the game. Why? Well, and I, I get that argument of like stop complaining because even though that's what we've been doing for the last 20 minutes. Uh, Discussing. Yeah. I don't think we've been complaining. But I, 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 I'm not a big fan of like – I like personal accountability. I don't like people blaming other people for things that – Oh, yeah. You know, and it, when you say this was out of my control, I think that's very rare when things really are out of your control. You know, I mean they're – I'm not going to be extreme about it, but you know, a lot of times when people say that, like eh, there really are things that you could do. And like, sometimes my kids will say there, I didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, well, no, you balled up your fist and you hit your brother. Like (laughs) that's what you did Well, I was having fun. I didn't know that he was going to get hurt. And it's like, well, okay. (laughs) But you know, you did something. And so, um, you know, with, uh, it was, was it Karina that, that putt that spit out Katrina, Katrina. Yeah. Cat. Um, she what she the way she threw it in it spit out it shouldn't have happened it should have gone in like the, her putt was good mm-hmm. but if she threw it differently it could have stayed in does that make sense yeah so that like if she if she tomahawked it in or something which is she shouldn't have to do yeah and so this this but is that's what i'm saying like so that's the thing like i'm all for personal accountability but that video that you showed and maybe you should just post that on our page so yeah, people we can, can see that. that. We can do that. Um, it's a, it's a great putt. Like it should be in, mm-hmm. but, and, and if it was a Mach three, a Mach five, even I think probably those, those black holes, it probably would have been in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just didn't with the way that this basket is, it wasn't wind. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't it's an just, earthquake. It just yeah. hit, hit the chains and bounced out and it shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And that's 
if Ricky, if Ricky threw that and it bounced out, I wouldn't feel the same way because he's what six five, six six. He's like six three, six four. Okay, yeah, six three, six four. Yeah, or if you did that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel the same way because you have more options at that point on a tall basket. But, but no one should be at a disadvantage putting because exactly, they're less tall. Exactly, and that's that's kind of where I am with this. And I like tall baskets. I like. I think that's a fun thing, and I like hanging mm-hmm. baskets. I like, you know, shaking up the game that way. I think it's they I love hanging baskets. I think they're really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only shot on a couple in my life, but they're fun. And when you can birdie a hanging basket, or or you know, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Um. And a, and again, a tall basket, similar thing. Like it changes the game a little bit. Like it's it's kind of fun. And and uh, but yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't disadvantage a five foot putt like. Can she throw as far as Ricky? No, she can't. And as part of that, her physiology, absolutely. Like, you know, that's that's just the way it is. I can't throw as far as Ricky. Most of that's skill, but physiology something of that. Mm-hmm. Like, the dude's long. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's got a wingspan. So he can get a lot of speed on his discs. And so that's, that's fine. But a tap-in should be a tap-in should be a tap-in. Unless you just brain fart it, it should go in. Like that's that's a gimme shot, mm-hmm. and that shouldn't be, you know, myself, Cat uh, or Ricky should all be able to make that same shot, no problem. Mm-hmm. And there shouldn't it shouldn't play to any one's strengths over the other because it's a tap in. Like it, there's no it there's no real in. skill to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she didn't shank it. She hit chains. She hit center mass mm-hmm. of chains. She had to throw nose up because she's five six. Exactly, yeah. like she, her head doesn't reach. I don't think it reached the bottom of the basket. I don't think so. Um, and and so that's that's frustrating. Now she's not here complaining about it. She might if she was if she was here. Um, but that's that's a bummer. You know that's that's a bummer. Because um, mm-hmm. again, from from the video, she didn't put it incorrectly. No, she didn't hit the face plate. She didn't. You know, it was it was fine. Yeah. So, but I guess the the other side of this is how many times have you had one just kind of ring in or just kind of catch the basket and not the chains or things that I, I see it happen that are just lucky yeah. that that just kind of fall in that are mm-hmm. nice that you're you know and so I don't know maybe it goes both ways a little bit maybe but is that a good thing and the cosmic karma at all evens out a little bit to to me all of the no, it's all not. of the inconsistencies with targets is bad. Yeah. You no. can hit the front. I've seen people hit the front and have it flip over and go in. You hit the face plate and have it flip over and yeah. go in? I've never done that, but that I've seen sweet. people hit the top and have it slide off and fall in. I've done that. And yeah. then I've seen people hit dead center, low, and have it come out. I've done that. So there Well, and I've seen like flat shots somehow chain out. Mm-hmm. Like and just fly through. And that Always. shouldn't happen either. Like, I agree. I agree. So the the question this kind of boils down to for me is should we make a target that if the disc enters it, you count it or should we keep altering these chain baskets and making people learn how to put on all of them? Yeah. Yeah. I like what's better for the game of disc golf. Yeah. I don't know. You, you know what? I just want needs consistency. To this is the solution right here and we'll, okay. and we'll go out on this. Elon Musk needs to pick up disc golf. Oh, it'd be fixed in a week. Yes. If anybody knows Elon, get a disc in his hand, get him hooked. Yeah. Take him out to the crappiest baskets around. 
He lives in LA, so I'm sure there's tons of crappy yeah, baskets. Find something there. from the '80s. Yeah, and have him just solve this and putt really hard, so he knows to spit out. Yeah, put Elon Musk in charge of this, and it'll be done. Fixed it. There we go. We fixed disc golf. All right, so uh, that's that's your mission, folks. <laughs> Grow the sport by getting one of the wealthiest men in the world and smartest. <laughs> yes, to uh, to pick up disc golf because yeah, he would absolutely figure out that problem. And I bet you it would involve photons. Probably. Somehow that's the solution, I'm sure. It would work. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything work. else, Chris? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, please write into to us. Uh, give us topics to talk about. I want your opinions on baskets. Yeah. Everything we were talking about, good things, bad things, don't just complain about a certain brand. I want overall ideals of targets. Yeah. No, I that, I love that too because it's not again, and we're not looking for you know fanboys to say like oh you know, DDs are good or MVPs are bad or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Like most of our our baskets around here are just DGA, DGA, um, and I think that's probably with most courses that were that are more than ten years old are, yep. are DGA. Um, but we've got MVPs, we've got MVP, we've got DD, we've got Innova. Where are DD baskets? Patriots are down at. Um, yeah, uh, in Utah County. Okay, Art Die or yeah, Jolly, okay. Jollies, Jollies, Jollies. Okay, nice. So yeah, so there's and a bunch Art, Art Die has a few Patriots, and yeah, they're they're all good or bad. But let us know, and uh, let's yeah, that would I would love to hear that, like your guys' thoughts on this. Somebody wrote in, um, I think Dustin. It's the same whoever sent me the video link I, that I posted. Of okay, the massive drive. Did you look at that video? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it. I forgot <laughs> okay. about the face he made. Yeah, I love it. Um, and that is a far throw. <laughs> um, but he, he was saying about our Heiser Thetical last week that we did with call about the, um, ace once, but call it mm-hmm. or ace, you know, three or four times throughout the year randomly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he won. Did you see his, uh, no, did you see what he said? Wrote uh-huh. about that? He it. said, um, no, no, no. He said, uh, I would do the ace once a year and he would go to the tournament where there's $10,000 ace pot. Oh, and he would call smart it. man. And it's like, okay. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's an extra 10 grand a year. That's not bad. That's genius. Yeah. So I think, I think that one wins. Well played, sir. (laughs) Well played. Um, but yeah, right. And tell us what you think about baskets. Um, also, uh, looking for any high hypotheticals, any other questions? Um, just what, what you guys want us to talk about. That's really helpful. Getting content. Yeah. Um, It's cool to hear from you. Yeah. Follow us on social media. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. That's helpful. That helps us move up in the algorithm. People search for disc golf podcasts and we're rated well. And, um, there's lots of reviews that helps us pop up sooner in their search query. And, um, we, the numbers are going up. Like it's really cool. How, how much, uh, the show's growing and people are listening to it and people are sharing it. And, um, that's incredibly fun, like, and super rewarding. And I'm, it's awesome that people out there like the show and, and it's something that they look forward to every week. So, yeah. um, we really appreciate you guys. So until next time, keep your own plastic. Cheers. <laughs>